Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. my soul this podcast is on a roll (laughs) oh yeah you didn't sing it though oh fine bless my soul this podcast was on a roll thank you doesn't quite ring as well that way it's just too many Uh, syllables no it's much better you're just like one of the muses yeah oh thank you i couldn't even tell the difference (laughs) yeah i will accept that lie (laughs) (laughs) I always or, say, Zach reminds me of one of the muses, so, you know. But which one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> Probably be the one correcting the, uh, correcting the phrasing or the pronunciation. <laughs> All right, so in case, uh, in case you guys out there do not know what movie we're talking about, we are talking about Hercules. Hercules, now, Hercules. For, I think you mean hunkies. <laughs> and to our most loyal of fans who are screaming out, where the heck is Alice in Wonderland? We've been talking about that one forever. And, you know, Brandon liking that one as a classic. But, yeah, we tried recording that one three times. Just didn't work. And technology was a son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. So... We move, decided to move on. You know, maybe the ghost of Lewis Carroll was just not wanting this to yeah. happen. It was decent. Not. We'll just say that. Well, there's only... <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. only so many times we can act surprised by each other's... That's, that's true. You know? <laughs> this is like the law of diminishing so. returns on all the jokes. It's only yeah. so yeah. many times I can oh, joke oh, about oh, being oh. on drugs in high school before it loses its, uh, loses its yep. flavor. <laughs> yep. Yep. The laugh did get bigger it every did. time. It did, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was happy <laughs> with that. It, bigger but more fake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to introduce my co-hosts by the characters that I so choose for them, and then they're going to return the favor. So joining me is Brandon, who I'm going to make Phil. Interesting. So, yeah, Danny DeVito, you know, a bit disheartened, uh, but still got a wonderful heart inside that just needs to, a bit of, you know, lightning to bring it out. Fair. And, Sarah, I just have to make you Meg. It's just, I'll I can see you one. having some sass in you. Yeah, I love Meg, so I'm so Who doesn't fine love Meg? That. Yeah. It's pretty good. Meg is, like, one of the best written female characters is just, turn the concept of dam- damsel in distress up on its head and it's just like yeah nope don't need rescuing <laughs> yeah although she kind of does <laughs> <laughs> she really does yeah. yeah she does but yeah all right and yeah those are who i have uh you guys got characters yep mm-hmm. all right uh brandon all right so it's funny that you should say phil because that's who i chose for you uh Short, okay. little crotchety, but ha- heart, heart of gold. 
Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And then I... Your descriptions oh. are very yeah. similar. Other than Zach being short and you yeah, not that's, being short. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I gave Sarah Pegasus. <laughs> just because... Because oh. Pegasus is really feisty and, like, mm-hmm. awesome. Territorial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if Sarah's territorial, but feisty and, like, strong. Nice. Yeah. I'll but take that. I'm sure she doesn't have the brain of a bird. No. <laughs> Depends what kind of bird. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, ravens are smart. That's true. Yeah. And uh, territorial. And territorial, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You try to take my chocolate, there's a problem, so. Uh, yes. That you makes sense. You could say. All yeah. right. So, Sarah, do we have any crossover? Yeah. Well, sort of. I have two for Brandon. Oh. Couldn't choose between. Either Phil as well. <laughs> Pretty similar reasons. Or Hades. Or Hades. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take Hades. Hades would be, yeah. like, just, again, sassiness and dark humor, obviously. I mean, he has to have dark yeah. humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and bitter. <laughs> 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 I wasn't gonna say that, but you know, sure. And like flaming hair too. I almost you never know, have yes. hair. <laughs> I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> That's why I, I said should that. replace it with flames. You know when when his hair gets blown out. That's true. That's not there you bad. Go. Yeah, I yeah. see it. I dig it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And then for Zach, I have Hermes. 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 Zipping around, being a good buddy, helping and, out. And just zipping around all over. Yeah, a little silly, you know. <laughs> I could picture you, like, actually playing Hermes, too. Like, on the shorter side again. Um, and just, like, a zippy kind of frame, you know? You know what mm. I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a runner's body. That's kind of what you get with Hermes. True. Yeah. Well, which makes sense. Who voiced Hermes? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Paul Schaefer. Okay, yeah. I sounded familiar. Yeah. I didn't look I didn't look at any of the cast except, like, I know James Woods. Yeah. And Danny DeVito, because you can't, you can't miss Danny DeVito. Yeah. He's playing himself. Yeah. True. Also, it took me about half the movie to realize that um, Payne is Bobcat Goldthwaite. How do you mm-hmm. say his name? Goldthwait? Mm-hmm. Goldthwait? I have no Gold- idea Bob- who that is. Bobcat. Yeah, he's yeah. he's funny. And it took me like half the movie to realize it was him, though. <laughs> but once you realize it, you can't unrealize it. Oh, yeah. Like, you, it's all you hear for the who, rest of the movie. Who's Bobcat? Uh, If I did an impression, it would help. But I can't. He's got like a really <laughs> like famous famous voice well he's in a lot of stuff too yeah yeah okay he's a comedian yeah he's a comedian but he's got like a man i wish i was good at impressions yeah i'm not either (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you'd know it if i was able to do the impression like if you heard his voice you would know who i'm talking okay then yeah okay then You'd also probably recognize him if you saw him. Yeah, probably, too. Probably. Yeah. Look him up after. Okay, I will. So that is our introduction on this a bit. And do we have any memories of Hercules? I'm going to start off with Sarah. 
Nothing specifically. I just know that I've always liked it. Um, and I did put it on with Daisy in the room, hoping she would also like it. But she's on a really big Incredibles kick right now. So while I was watching this on the TV, she was watching The Incredibles on her tablet. She watches the first and the second one over and over and over again right now. <laughs> it's her favorite thing. She, uh, every day, I want to watch Mr. Impedible. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's not the worst thing for you to watch. <laughs> Does she watch Jack-Jack Attacks? She was watching that today. I don't know if she had watched it before. <laughs> yeah, while I was making supper, she was watching it. Uh, Brandon. Any memories of Hercules? I have two, I guess, memories of Hercules. One of which isn't a memory. It's just the fact that we owned the plate set, the plastic plates that came mm. out. Um, <laughs> nice. We yeah. had all of them, and I used to really like eating off of them as a kid. Um, the only, the other memory I have of Hercules actually comes from Booth. <laughs> mm. uh, it was the day, I think it was Nathan and I... Me and someone else, we mm. decided that we were going to fill up the girls' floor with balloons as much as we possibly could overnight. So we spent the whole day in the boys' like floor common room just blowing up balloons for probably like eight hours, eight or ten hours. Wow. Did you use a pump? No, no. We just blew them up normally. That is impressive. Yeah. And the... Like we, when we came into the room after buying the balloons, Zach was just chilling watching movies, and it was just like a marathon of Disney movies. And Hercules was one of them. It's the only one I remember. And we watched the whole movie of Hercules while we blew up balloons. And then <laughs> later that night, we did like seven or eight elevator trips to bring them to the girls' floor. That's uh, that's, that's so a, funny. Yeah, that's my memory of Hercules is watching it while blowing yeah. up hundreds of balloons. That must not be the year I lived there, because I feel like I would have remembered that. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I feel like it was the year you were there. I think it was in my second year. I only actually lived in res one of my four years. Yeah. But I wasn't lived that, campus. that was that, that was my second year, though. I'm pretty sure that was... I lived on was, campus. Because I was only there for two years. Yeah, I lived on campus my third year. I guess that would yeah. be your second yeah. No. If you were only there for two years, you were there. I'm confused now. <laughs> <laughs> I was were there you 2012 not there in my... 2013, were you... 2014? Were you not there for my last year? No, I wasn't. Oh. Wow. No, no, I left I left before before you guys before you left. Interesting. I thought you were there from two to four for me. No. I I went to booth during what would have been your second and third years. Okay. And I'm pretty sure the third year was the one where I did the balloons. Would it have been on a weekend? I don't remember. I think so. This isn't important. I, but. <laughs> I do remember I do remember it wasn't as impressive as we thought it would be. Yeah. Um we filled up like thousands of balloons, but it's still like I think in our heads we pictured it being like chest height. Sure. And it it wasn't close. Yeah. It was probably like mid mid calf. Yeah. But so I maybe would, it was just forgettable. Maybe. <laughs> I also I'd go back to my house on a lot of weekends and I traveled a lot because of my job, so yeah. I just might not have been there. <clears throat> Anyways, long tangent. This is what booth life is like. Yep. Such is the nature of clean 
pranks. Yeah. That's the last time I watched Hercules before before this. That's where I was going with that. All right. Um, my memories, I don't have specific ones. I, I remember seeing the trailer initially for this because it was cool and I was at that age. Like, this movie came out when I was seven. Um, so I was in the, the prime age to love Hercules. <laughs> but yeah, then I watched it in theaters and I was going to bring up the plate set because the plate set was awesome. Was, the plate set dope. still is awesome. It's it's one of those things that people yeah. still collect. Oh, yeah. To this day. Like, I think my brother has has a couple of them. Mm. Right. Yeah, now. they're cool. And I'm jealous. <laughs> but uh, Lord knows I wouldn't. Um, I, I would I would not eat on those things. So I would probably just yeah. display them. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> yeah, because I know how much you know actually using them would wear out. Yeah, wear them out. Yeah. I also did a whole like sketch series on them. Like there was one point where I was just doing picking one Disney movie and just doing a buttload of sketches on them. Oh yeah. So I had like sketches on Hercules, Hades, Pain and oh I don't know if I did Pain and Panic that time. Uh, Hercules, Hades, Pegasus. The Muses, Phil, and yeah, it's just really fun doing all those ones. I think I tried to do Zeus, but it didn't mm. really work out. <laughs> it's a good one. It's one of those ones that I don't mind watching. Like the kids definitely like watching it from time to time. They, it's one that they come back to. Haven't got them into the TV show. Mm, that's okay. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> well. I like finding a, a TV show that they would enjoy, and then we watch an episode or two in the mornings before they get get going to yeah. school. It's kind of their way to wake up and stuff. So it's fun having a show that they can both watch, and we just kind of all watch together. One that you'll enjoy too. <laughs> yeah. So not Coco Melon. Our... <laughs> no, no, we avoid Coco Melon like yeah. the plague. Coco Melon <laughs> is as bad as Caillou. Uh, Caillou's worse. But Coco Melon's still not good. Okay. Now that I got my parental anguish out there, (laughs) uh, we're going to move it over to Brandon for his newbie recap. All right. What's up, guys? It's your boy. Uh, Talk about Hercules. Um, It's kind of a weird twisting of Greek mythology. Basically, like, watered-down Greek mythology. Um, Hercules is a god baby who's yoked. Like, he's jacked as a baby. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost impressive. Um, anyway, so he's a god baby, and he's, like, super strong, and he can eat lightning pretty much. Uh, and then it's his birthday, and they're all, like, celebrating. And then Hades is, like, Zeus's brother. I don't remember Greek mythology too much. Um, but yeah, he's like his brother and he's all like, I guess he's angry cause he's the God of the underworld. It never really, it's just a, just a general anger with how things are. So he sends mm-hmm. pain and panic, which are like his little minions to steal Hercules and give him a potion, which makes him human. But there's a pretty convenient plot point that he needs to drink every last drop. And he, he doesn't. There's exactly one drop left. So mm-hmm. he's still got a little bit of that God in him. And he gets bullied for being super strong. 
and then he goes out and finds his real parents, which turn out to be obviously Zeus, who seemed to move on pretty quick. Like he just didn't care that his son was gone. He's like, well, you're not a god anymore, so it is what it is. But he tells him that if he's like a hero, he can become a god again. So he sends him on this heroic quest, gives him Pegasus, which he got as like a birthday gift from the birthday party earlier. But now Pegasus is also grown up. And then he goes and he does some hero stuff. And he falls in love with Meg after like two minutes. Um, she's not realistic. Sup- yeah, she's not like <laughs> super above board, but he doesn't know that. But then she becomes above board when she like also falls in love with Hercules. And then Hades breaks out the Titans, if I remember right. Like Clash mm-hmm. of the Titans style, except they're different. To go fight the gods, mm-hmm. and then he fails, and Meg dies, and then Hercules has to go to the underworld and get Meg, and he does, and he becomes a god again, and then he decides to not be a god again. And that's the movie. Um, it's alright. There's some... It's got... It's got a really... Like, I wrote it down as a little Shop of Horrors vibe to it. But I think that's just, like, the the use of the chorus. Like, the the muses, as they're mm, referred to. Right. Um, but it really gives it this kind of, like, 50s barbershop kind of... Like, a little Shop of Horrors vibe. Um, oh, yeah. I dug it, personally. I did. And I think the art... Like, Renaissance, like, it carries on. Like, we're in a good period of art. But I do think, like, it fits. It's really really good except like because mm-hmm. this one isn't is is more stylized yeah oh yeah definitely more, more stylized than, than like the last few movies but it, it fits yeah, lots like, of, like curvy lines swirls which is i was gonna say like it is it is a little weird with like the swirly like nipples and stuff on some of like zeus <laughs> zeus in particular has like spiral nips but um i don't know it was it was good i do think it's like a laughably inaccurate um portrayal of zeus like the movie oh like yeah. the movie kind of oh, makes you like, think that hercules is his only kid when like the yeah. the only thing i know about greek mythology is that zeus lays it down everywhere like <laughs> zeus has sex with so many things <laughs> well the funny thing is is that in uh, greek mythology uh he's not named hercules he's named heracles yeah and he's named Heracles because the mother of Hercules of Her- Heracles is trying to appease Hera because she's just trying to like save his her son's life from Hera's wrath. Yep. Because that's the other thing is so many problems in Greek mythology come because Zeus Zeus cannot keep his stuff out of other girls. And nope. Out of other girls and Hera is always always pissed yeah, at him but like so Hera is most often one of the wor- is one of the biggest god bad guys in Greek mythology yeah, it's it's interesting especially because like they're such a loving couple in this movie like I they're know, just so happy I together know. and they got their new son and like, it's like that is that is not the Zeus I learned about yeah I remember seeing like a meme in reg- regards to that it was just like the biggest lie Disney ever told was trying to convince us that these are a loving, happy family. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely, that's fair. That would be a true, a true meme right there. 
Um, so he gets he gets a large part of the beginning is that he gets bullied for like being super strong. I would just like to point out that nobody on earth is going to bully a kid who could cave their face in with a missed high five. Like, a fist bump will shatter their their wrist. Like, nobody's going to bully that kid. Like, you do make a valid point. Yeah, like what's what's the end game with these? Like they're gonna piss him off so much so that he snaps back and literally murders them with like a flick. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand their end game here, but like he doesn't look like he'd be strong, and that's another weird thing. I think the body proportions in this movie could use a little work, because um, like we said, he's he's freaking jacked as a baby, like. He that baby is competing in strongman competitions to this day. That's how jacked that baby is. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes a teenager and he's just like a stick. Like he is skinny and lanky and like where did all of his muscles go? The muscles that he supposedly has has to be like super strong. Where did they go? And then he goes and he trains for honestly, it's like one song or even half a song that he trains for and he is immediately jacked again. It's like, well, it's supposed to indicate you know years past but is it years cuz that's another question I have later on my thing here. How long was he training because he went from like stick to jacked. It's like yeah, probably like 2 years. 2 years. Okay, that's all right. Um but yeah, I don't I don't get that. I do think the plot is definitely like another like plot of convenience, which is like a Disney trend that I'm seeing. Um, I'm not sure if that extends to just Renaissance. I'm not sure when the last time I brought up point of like plot of convenience is. Maybe it's just Renaissance films, but like ba- I think ba- that's just, like you you with some of the older ones you find more wrong with it so you don't bring up the plot of convenience Maybe. but the renaissance ones you do a bit because you're you gotta you're nitpick fine. the renaissance ones to be honest like yeah you really do um but like just to like point out the plot of like the convenience is there's the last drop issue like it's awfully mm-hmm. convenient that he chugged the whole bottle but just luckily missed that one um also just with that potion like you're telling me that Hades has a potion that'll turn gods mortal and hasn't used it on any other gods. Hasn't ever thought to implement that himself. Injected into Zeus while he's asleep or something. Like hmm. Hades can clearly walk into Mount Olympus without any issue. Like they just let him into the birthday party. He was there just chilling. He shows up, no problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like he has this human-making potion and doesn't decide to use it on Zeus. Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't, it's just it's just like a very, a very convenient thing. Um, also, like the whole second act almost comes after Phil. Oh no, I think it's probably like the third act to be honest. But like Phil discovers Meg like working with Hades. Mm-hmm. And he does so by just conveniently hearing the one small part of their conversation that oh yeah yeah that that's is one of my to advance the story. 
That's one of my least favorite um, film writing tropes where yeah. they hear only the part that is bad. Yeah, and then, uh, like, to follow that up, like, he runs to Hercules, and instead of just being like, I just saw with my own eyes Meg and Hades speaking, and this is what they said, he just says says things like, You're, she's a fraud, she's playing you for a sap, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually explain anything, because that's not where the story needs to go. It just, it, it just plays into that, like, convenient plot thing. It's not necessarily bad. Like, there's yeah, nothing... Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the movie less because of any of those points. But yeah. it was just, like... I did realize this is, like, a very... Like, a lot of convenient things need to line up for this plot to work. Um, But not bad at all. Uh, I thought it was really interesting how he knows how to fly Pegasus immediately. Like, <laughs> Zeus well, gives think... him Pegasus and he just flies away. Like, he knows how to fly a flying horse. As yeah. if everybody in that regular world Greece knows how to fly flying horses. Well, in this context, Pegasus kind of flies himself, and he just kind of hangs on. I guess. Because they portray Pegasus as being intelligent enough. Yeah, he he is. He can communicate. I mean, he's not not dumb enough to not get seduced by pain and panic. Like... That's hey, that's a that's a dumb. Even move. intelligent <laughs> ones go after the that uh, pink heart tattoo. Even Pegasi <laughs> need to bang. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that's yeah. Again, there's not a lot in this movie that's like I actually felt negative about it, like or like mm-hmm. took away from enjoyment. It's just weird, weird things. I do think this is the first time they actively tried to make a character hot, hmm. like. Meg, like I do find, like there is, there's a layer oh. of sexuality put on top of her that you just you don't see in other Disney movies. Like I do feel like they actually tried to make her like she needs to be hot for this movie to work. And maybe but at it least does. she's mature. At least she's oh, not yeah. a teenager. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like she's mature and everything. But like it's just, it was just it was weird to see Disney mm. kind of try to build that aspect of a character considering, mm-hmm. like, what they usually try to shy away from. Um, but, yeah, yeah it doesn't... Those proportions are just kind of out, out, way out there. Yeah, like, they... It's weird to, like, talk about cartoons like this, but, like, they did try to make her hot, which mm-hmm. is weird. Um, mm-hmm. But it works. I mean, you need the, a teenager. I'm assuming he's still a teenager. If it's only, like, two years of training, then he's still... Uh, he's about be, like, 18 20. in this one. Yeah, 18, like, 20. So, like, point, so. you got to make a teenager, teenage god fall in love with a human. It would make sense that uh, you try to make her hot. Um, they they go on a but date. She's no Jessica Rabbit, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no cartoon will ever live up to Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. get that out there now. Um, <laughs> uh <laughs> Hercules and Meg go on a date and they go they go watch Oedipus Rex which is just just interesting they don't ever see just like oh that Oedipus what crazy and it's like you don't actually know until you study that kind of as an adult but like that play is about a dude who kills his dad bangs his mom and then claws his own eyes out so it's just a really weird like 
Like a weird, yeah. like, there's a lot of weird references in this movie. Like they, they reference like Lucy, I'm home. Like I love Lucy and stuff. Like there's a lot of really weird references. You kind of saw that in Aladdin as well. Yeah, in, in uh, Edip- these, these ones is, is not nearly as prominent in this one as it is in in Aladdin. No. Like no, you're not, not seeing a, not him near doing an impression of Jack Nick. Yeah, yeah, no, not as not as prominent, but there are definitely like a lot of a lot of weird references, and an mm-hmm. Oedipus Rex one was not something I was expecting. But that's the <laughs> one that that you have to know. Oh to know. yeah, that, like, and I love the fact that it's followed up with the line like, "And I thought I had problems." Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's one of those just like it's a joke for the adults. Yeah, and I yeah, obviously went over my head as a kid. It was it was funny. Um, oh, so let's talk about the the battle at the end, the Titans and the gods, right? The Titans come and straight up destroy the gods, like just flat mm. out, like walk through, take them down with ease no problem they're all chained up and a how does hercules like how did the like he breaks one chain how do the chains on everyone disappear magical chains but it's more like afterwards like zeus is like now you get to see what your father can do or something like that and he goes uh you kind of showed everybody and you failed like they get immediately destroyed, and then like now that Herc's here, they're all like perfectly strong again, and they kick ass. And I don't know, it's just it's just weak. Like it's just kind of a kind of a weak way to build to it, I guess. Like I know they're trying to build to like this big dramatic climax where the heroes finally win, but it just doesn't feel right after Hades just so easily took them all down. Right. Like without without any any thing like any real fight he just destroyed them mm-hmm. um also the agree like the agreement between Meg and Hades uh it comes it comes into play when like Hercules has given up his powers and he's all weak and then Meg gets like crushed by the stone and then he's able to lift it and she's like oh it whatever the deal is done because he promised I'd never get hurt. Why wouldn't they think of that earlier and just punch her in the face or something? (laughs) Like I need my powers back. Boom. Or like a stab in the arm or something like nothing life threatening. But if she gets, if all it takes is her getting hurt to give him his powers back, how did they not think of that earlier? Like, why did she have to like die for that to become a thought for them? Like she knows the terms of the deal. (laughs) I have heard that that criticism before. Right? Like, <laughs> if all it takes is her getting hurt, I feel like he should just, like, slap her or, like, mm-hmm. punch her or something, and then that's all it takes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Overall, there's not much to, uh, not much to not like about this film. I think it's one of the better Renaissance films for sure. Yeah. Um, I do think, I do think most of the songs outside of the muses aren't very good. <laughs> uh, like I know, I know go the distance gets nominated for an Academy award. Um, 
but I, I don't I don't think it's that strong. And I don't know if he wins, but I don't think that's a winning song in my mind. I don't remember if this one won for that. But yeah, personal opinion. I think outside of the muses, like outside of the Little Shop of Horrors kind of thing, I didn't like much of the music in this one. Mm. But you know, it's it's good. <laughs> that's about it. All right. So we'll switch it over to myself with Deep Dive Disney. Thank you, Brandon. So first thing I want to talk about with this film is that it's clearly like a satire film for like celebrity and hero worship for like the people, like the the commoners. Yeah, Yeah, you can see that. Especially with like the Air Herc and stuff. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. He gets his own like Michael Jordan shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And then you get to see all, like, these references. And it's clearly Superman. Like, when you look at, at all the stuff about it, it's it's very much Superman. Like, with his own Lois Lane, his own, like, he does his training for, from being gangly as a teenager. And then he gets yeah. tough. and Yeah. And he's yeah. got his two adoptive parents that take care of him. and Yeah. On the farm. Yeah. <laughs> then he yeah. goes to the Never big city. I thought about that. That's surprising. Comic books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, he becomes Superman in this way, but then he al- you also get the, like, what would the society around him react to him and just, like, everybody, like, throwing everything at him, like, the, mm-hmm. like, doesn't have a secret identity or anything so it's just like being the hero for the people but then he's just thrown into having way way too much stuff with himself and and just like but that does he become a true hero at the same time like that's the whole message that's thrown in your face and it's just like you know true hero isn't measured by his strength but by the strength of his heart right and I mean that was kind of Clark Kent's big thing. It was like heart of gold and everything. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, never really considered that. Another thing, like I want to talk about the soundtrack as well. Is just I'm kind of with you on on that, Brandon. But I do say that I I definitely do like Go the Distance. It's not the best song in it. I, I like I I hear you. You you didn't yeah. quite critique it as well. It's just it, you consider it lesser than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do think it's 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 a quality song. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it's like, I don't think the other music is as strong as the chorus. The music. Also, I gotta say, thank goodness there wasn't a villain song because I couldn't see James Woods doing a villain song. <laughs> I would be hmm. interested in hearing James Woods do a villain song, but yeah, yeah. probably best. <laughs> I feel like it fits best that Hades doesn't do Same. like he's not he's not goofy and he's not yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. take part in, like, any of the music, really. He's not mm-hmm. sinister like Scar is. Like, you know? Well, the way that, that, I've, that I've heard it described that James Woods planned it around was that he's, like, um, like a sleazy car salesman. Hmm. That's oh, yeah. what, how he based himself around. Yeah. I get that vibe. Where he's just, like, he's trying to sell you on something, but he, he's, he's not all that honest about it. Yeah. Hmm. He's very slimy. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like Danny DeVito's character in Matilda. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Matilda. <laughs> she's, 
Yeah, I almost forget about that movie. Um, and then on that note, I have to say that this movie has so much more sass than any other Disney movie. I mean, it's got two characters that are just dishing it out or three characters. If you really consider it, like it's got Hades, it's got Meg and it's got Hermes, all three of them just dishing out the sass It's like, Mm -hmm. Uh, Hermes has a great line in there where he's just like, fabulous party, Zeus. I haven't seen so much love in a room since Narcissus discovered himself. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, and I've actually heard like that whole story of what, like the whole tale of Narcissus and it's just so much funnier when you actually know it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh, he would never, uh, Hercules is a great guy. He would never hurt me. And then, and then, uh, Hades goes, he's a guy. I just keep on seeing memes in regards to that. It's just like, Hades is every girl's gay best friend in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, But definitely one of the biggest selling points on this movie is Hades. Yeah, he's good. James Wood's performance is Hades. I would say he's probably the best thing about the movie. Most people do. Yeah. Like when it comes to marketing or anything that has remained from this movie, like th- there's cute plushes of uh, of baby Pegasus and stuff, but nothing compares with Hades. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, uh, James Woods has played Hades in every format that has come since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not surprising. Like even like random voice role in. Mickey Mouse's hi- House of Mouse. I Mickey's love House of that Mouse. show. <laughs> Which is like a clip show. And yeah. he's just making random lines in there. Or ran- or just a little video game thing. He's just... Yeah. James Woods always returns to voice Hades. Well, when you get a good character like that, you want to keep it. Yeah. yeah. I-, I hear you. I hear you. It's just... It's a... Even some of those little things, it's just like, Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah considering like a lot of marvel actors don't even do the voices for like the what if series yeah it's like but they, they just crazy are just like i'm so done with marvel yeah <laughs> that's what you get from downey jr and, and chris evans at, at the very least yeah but yeah. they did get Kate blanchette back which is just so cool yeah a good get but also she might not be as worn out with marvel she did one marvel movie right i know i know i know (laughs) but yeah some of the some of them come back some of them don't (laughs) um yeah my other thing i wanted to talk about was was the greek mythology as well like we did brush up on that but Hmm. on the note of hades hades really is not a bad guy (laughs) In Greek mythology. Not really, no. Like, he is probably the least, one of the least bad guys when it comes to the gods, as far as I know. Like, because he actually remains faithful to his wife, which is unheard of. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's literally how he got, how he managed to, like, get her a hand in marriage is because he promised her that he would be faithful, unlike other, other, other gods. And hmm. the other thing he didn't is even that have a wife in this movie. 
No. No, he didn't. Uh, his his wife in Greek mythology is Persephone, so she goes down for six months of the year, and she and that's what causes us the seasons of summer and, and winter. Mm. So oh. when she goes down to the underworld, that is when winter comes. Interesting. I really, I do not know much. Yeah. I do not know yeah. much about Greek mythology. Most of what you guys are saying is new to me. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, I learned about it in, we had a unit in, like, grade eight or something. And that's, that's where it, that's my knowledge right there. Hmm. <laughs> I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they have some cool, uh, oh, yeah. like, a whole mythology one that goes across many different forms of mythology and you know like greek mythology and norse mythology african mythology a lot of really cool ones like especially when you go to some of the other nationalities yeah it's it's fun to learn about other mythologies other than greek as as western yeah western mythology seems to always like to go to the greeks true or the norse but that's a bit more recent yeah (laughs) <laughs> all right um i think that's about it oh there was one other thing in regards to hades mm-hmm. uh that was really cool because this is in regards to his actual story with the 12 trials of hercules uh or the 12 lab- labors of hercules i should say um where the final labor of it was given to him by this king who's like go and tame Cerberus and bring him back to me. And mm. you know what? And what Hercules did, he just goes down to the underworld, ta- goes up to Hades and asks him straight up, doesn't even try anything dodgy or anything. He just goes up and asks him, can I borrow Cer- Cerberus hmm. for a bit? And Hades <laughs> is just like, why are you asking me this? Oh, because this king gave me this quest to go do it. And he's just like, Okay. You can go do it. <laughs> and then he took Cerberus up. And then when when he brought when Hercules brought Cerberus to him, he, the king was just like, "You brought me Cerberus!" <laughs> like he actually like, "How the heck did you do this?" And then when he brought when he did bring him, Hades went up there and just like and confronted the king himself, and then took the king to the underworld. So it was just like, "I'm not gonna punish the guy who 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 was doing the quest. I'm gonna punish the quest giver." Okay. So it was just like Hades is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> When it comes down to it, he's just a guy Cerberus that has. This is pretty cool. Yeah, sir. The design for Cerberus was pretty awesome. Really sweet. I like. I did find it funny in like when we kind of like first see the Cerberus. He throws a mistake, and it is like the tiniest stake for that giant three-headed dog. Yeah. <laughs> I did think that was funny, but Cerberus, yeah, he looks pretty sweet. I also like the designs for the Titans themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the designs for those. Get, like, you get, like, I'm pretty sure the Titans weren't quite like that in Greek mythology, but I'm, I'm not a, quite a, fully f- familiar with them on that. Oh, but it's yeah. just cool to have, like, oh, there's a rock one, there's a lava one, there's a wind one, and a frost one. And then, for some yeah. reason, a giant cyclops. A giant yeah. cyclops, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I think they looked cool. Oh, and then... Best sass moment is just like, uh, guys, Olympus would be that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's pretty much it for my deep dive. I'm going to hand it off to Sarah for fun facts and trivia. Okay. Uh, let's just dive right in. So first... 
fact. Uh, a lot of this has to do with, like, comparing the movie to the mythology and stuff like that, but, um, Pain and Panic, when they try to kill Hercules, they shapeshift into snakes, and in mythology, Hera had sent two snakes to kill Hercules, so they, like, do a call mm -hmm. to that. Um, obviously, cool. they fail, and they fail in the myth, too. They don't kill him. Um, when Hercules enters Phil's hut, he bangs his head on the mast of the Argo. And in Greek mythology, a fallen mast is what kills Jason, the captain of the Argo, when it hits him on the head. Hmm. It's like just mm. a little shout out. That's a out bit anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Hercules meets Meg by saving her from the river monster Nessos, and this is how he meets one of his wives. I probably will say this wrong. Dianira? De Dianira? I don't know. He meets one of his wives the same way. One one of his wives? Yeah. Um, how many... How many... Yeah, is he just laying it down too? Well... Uh, probably. Well, his, the reason for his 12 trials was because he killed his wife Megara and his children in a blind, angry stupor. Oh, that's... Wow. I think that, they uh... made the right choice leaving that out of the movie. <laughs> is that why we never got a Hercules 2? <laughs> Guess so. Oh, and side note. Go the Distance. Nominated for an Oscar. Did not win. It's from 1997. Okay. What oh. won in 1997? Celine Dion. <laughs> yes. Literally your favorite movie. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah, I looked it up really quick because i realized i didn't have that in my fun facts and i was like oh you're gonna know immediately what actually yeah. won <laughs> i didn't realize so. what year it came out yeah yeah i was like i just gotta tell you the year and you'll know he, <laughs> yeah. he the go the distance lost to my heart will go on at the golden globes and the oscars right so yeah it's a great it, song it's fair yeah i the best personally movie ever. yeah i personally love it's all, all right. of the music in hercules and i really love go the distance <laughs> Um, but we can all agree to disagree on that. I also yeah. have a deep hatred for My Heart Will Go On because at camp one summer, my dad wore a pink lacy shirt and danced to it. And that's what... That's funny. That's what that's comes to my I'd mind. That's a video I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody got it on video. Uh, it was him and another man dancing to it. And yeah, it was my mother's shirt he was wearing. That's great. Yeah. So that's what comes to my mind when I hear that song, and it's not <laughs> not what I want. Sorry, Dad. To, to be fair, out of all of the Titanic things that I love and hold so dearly, My Heart Will Go On is near the bottom of my list. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing about that movie, but it is a great song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, next one. In the scene where two kids are trapped under a boulder, one shouts, Somebody call IXII. 911 in Roman numerals. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's uh, funny. Yeah. In I Won't Say I'm in Love, the muses take on the same shape of the busts in Disney's Haunted Mansion ride. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. With that's one of them cool. sideways. Yeah. Fun little thing. The muses are just so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, in so many ways. They're cool. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. When Hercules imprints his hands in cement among famous gods and heroes, it's marked to Sid. 
This is a reference to Sid Grauman, the founder of the Chinese theater where the handprints of many famous celebs are in the forecourt. I've been there. Yeah. I put my hands in Dwayne The Rock Johnson's hands. Were they a lot bigger than yours? So much bigger than mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to try to say some Greek words. And I listened to them before we recorded. And I sort of remember it now. We've been talking for a while. So Phil says two words. I am retired. Obviously three words. In Greek, I am retired would be I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. If someone is listening and knows Greek, I'm really sorry. But anyways, (laughs) it's two words in Greek. I am retired, two words in Greek. So when he says two words, I am retired, very clever joke that you'd only know if you speak Greek. And I think that's that's great. I don't even know if Danny DeVito would actually be aware of that when he did did that. (laughs) I don't know. Because it's like, obviously, you think the joke is that he said three words when he said two, but. Yeah. It's much different. I feel like that. a writer would let him know. That sounds like, in- like it's intentional. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> it is. Uh, the statue that Hercules breaks when he skips a rock is the Venus de Milo, a 100 BC Grecian sculpture found on the island of Melos, missing its arms, and it's currently housed at the Louvre. But yeah. uh, it's missing its arms, so this is their explanation for how it lost its arms. Hercules broke My- it. I forgot about that. And my question is, how did that rock break both arms? Like, did it bounce back? He's just, like, really creatively strong. So he can do things like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but he looked like he didn't mean to do it. Because he was just like, Well, he's also clumsy. Oh, yes. True. True. Yeah. Speaking of art, the walls of Hercules' mortal childhood home are decorated with the spring Akrotiri fresco, a real fresco found on modern-day Santorini and painted in the Bronze Age. Mm. That's not random. Uh, When Hermes delivers flowers to Zeus and Hera, he looks like the logo for FTD Flowers, which uses an illustration of Mercury, Hermes' name in Roman mythology. He, like, kind of poses. Uh... Yeah. When the fates tell Hades that the planets will align in 18 years, only six planets are shown. And other than Earth, only five planets were known in ancient times because they were the only ones that could be seen with the naked eye. So they show the ones that they would have known. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They're very historically accurate in this movie. Hmm. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) For everything. In everything. Yeah. Uh, some of the 12 labors from the original myth for Hercules are included in the film, like fighting the Aramanthian boar, the Stymphalian birds, and the Nemean lion during the song Zero to Hero. So he's, they're again referencing the myth. Uh, as Meg and Herc are falling in love, she backs into Cupid's arrow, which I think is just a nice little cute thing. Because it's one of the statues there. It was quite adorable. Yes. While the muses sang about Hercules' rise to fame, they mentioned crowds going wild and him selling merchandise. And this wasn't too far from how famous athletes in ancient Greece were treated. Because they would get fans, fame, and sculptures made of them. So. Mm -hmm. Then, during the final battle, Hercules takes a page out of Homer's Greek epic, the Odyssey, to defeat the Cyclops. In the Odyssey, the main character, Odysseus, 
heats the end of a timber and stabs the cyclops in the eye and this is what hercules does so referencing cool. yet another myth uh, near the beginning of the film, we see a young Hercules racing into the market with a cart in tow, where he then collides with some builders, moving stones to make an arch. Two of these builders are made to look like the film's directors, Ron Clemens and John Musker, as they've done in many other films. Uh, interestingly enough, there are other Disney characters made to look like their real-life counterparts, such as Phil, being based on the appearance of Danny DeVito. <laughs> he does look like him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that was uh, with them, them like actually taking it down a notch, as before yeah. they just drew Devito. Yeah, it's a recurring theme that these two Disney directors will hide as Easter eggs within their films. They are in Moana, Aladdin, Treasure Planet, The Little Mermaid, and The Princess and the Frog. So, we've only watched mm. two of those so far. We got. Some I didn't know they theme. were in Little Mermaid. Hmm. That's what it says. I don't remember that, but. <laughs> Well, we're not Maybe going back like, to watch. No. Maybe they're like <laughs> among the crowd of mer people or people in a village. More likely the wedding cr- uh, crowd. Or maybe the wedding, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, could be. In classic mythology, Hercules actually had four different wives. There you go. There's your answer. Oh. I did this last week. I didn't remember I had this here. So it uh, was laying it down. Yeah, of course, Disney wasn't going to put all four marriages into the film, but what they did do was ensure that his love interest, Megara, embodied all of the wives of the legendary hero. So they're all just amalgamated. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Megara takes her name from Hercules' first wife, Princess Megara, the daughter of Creon. Not Creon. Creon. (laughs) Not a Creon. Uh, She is an independent, feisty woman who unintentionally falls for Hercules, much like Hercules' second wife, Omphale, who fell in love with the hero when she technically owned him. Hercules met his third wife, Deanira, when he saved her from the centaur Nessus, the same as how he meets Meg in the film, and lastly, his fourth wife, Heber, Hebe? Hebe? I don't know. The goddess of youth was the cupbearer to the other gods, essentially a servant, and Meg is, of course, a servant to Hades in Hercules. So, ties it all in. Alright. One of the reasons that Disney released Hercules was because it had received backlash for its two previous films, Pocahontas and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. The main criticisms of these films were that they dealt with themes that were too dark for Disney audiences, so Disney released Hercules to lighten the mood with a healthy dose of humor. You know, that's that's not bad for a backtrack, actually. Yeah. Like, when you kind of try to, like, save face, because, yeah, Hunchback was real dark. Yep. Mm-hmm. Real and, dark. yeah. And Pocahontas had, you know, grown-up yeah. themes. Yeah. Yeah. But this doesn't, like, this doesn't feel like an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like... We, it's definitely yeah, it's, not formulaic. It's a straight-up comedy. Yeah. 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 It's not, not bad for a backtrack, if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, Hercules' adopted mortal parents are his mother, Alcmene? Alcmene? Man, I should have learned how to say all these words. And well, I know how to say the dad. Amphitryon. Yeah. They say it in the movie. So I know. That's it's why. awesome. Uh, they are accurate names from the actual myth, but their roles are just depicted a little differently in the movie. Okay. Uh, in Greek mythology, Zeus cheats on his wife and has Hercules with the human, Alcmene, which explains Hercules' demigod status. So, different than, obviously, how they tell it. Uh, this differs from the movie, which, of course, we know he drinks the poisonous potion. 
Uh, and then there's, of course, a few Easter eggs. There's a Karate Kid reference during their training. Uh, they do, uh, like a... Standing on the, the pier. For? Yeah, but there's a word I'm looking for. A tableau shot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Scar, the tiger. Did see Scar, yeah. Skin. Yep. And then there's a Marilyn Monroe reference as well. Mm. And then getting into some cast, Tate Donovan is the voice of Hercules. And for other Disney, he's in The Pacifier and The Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> Pacifier. Classic cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roger Bart is the young Hercules singing voice. Personally, love Roger Bart in The Producers. But I just love everything about that movie. Uh, he's also <laughs> been in the TV show Jesse and Lady and the Tramp 2. Um, some obscure stuff here. Mary Kay Bergman plays various voices. We've talked about her several times because she's in lots of Disney movies. She's the one that unfortunately had a very tragic end. Uh, obviously, we all know Danny DeVito is Phil. He's also in the live-action Dumbo. Uh, Jim Cummings is various voices in this. Again, we've talked about him before. We've talked about how I met him. Yay. Great, yep. great <laughs> Disney actor. Uh, Keith David is the voice of Apollo, and he's in The Proud Family, The Wonderful World of, the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, DuckTales, Tangled the Series, The Princess and the Frog, The Legend of Tarzan, Timon and Pumbaa, and The Aladdin series. And gargoyles. There you go. He is in gargoyles. He is the king of gargoyles. He is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Susan Egan is Meg. She's in Lady and the Tramp 2. Uh, Matt Frewer is Panic. He's in Quack Pack and the Aladdin series. And Bobcat Goldthwaite is Pain. Le he's in the Lilo and Stitch the series and Leroy and Stitch. Which is just a continuation uh, of it. And then Charleston Heston is the narrator. No other Disney credits, but it's Charlton Heston. It's, cool. it's just amazing yeah. that they were able to just swing him in. Yeah. Yeah. And then a few ben other Her. big names. Yeah. <laughs> a few other big names. Wayne Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was like stoked to hear his voice, and then like kind of sad because it's he's just in a very small cameo role, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we already talked about, Paul Schaefer is in this. And then Rip Torn, the voice of Zeus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was a very good Zeus. Mm -hmm. He was yeah. a pretty good Zeus. The, they just cast this movie really well. Like, yeah. a great voice cast. Well. That's it. Yeah. That's all from me. There's, well, it's fun, funny that uh, you talk about the casting greatly. There's just the fact that uh, casting for James Woods was very problematic. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, I guess he I didn't was, even mention him. He, well, the thing is, is that he was like one of the last ones cast in this film. Mm. In fact, mm. he was. They had tried casting a couple times. Uh, the most notable, most notably, the first time was they were trying to get Jack Nick, like Jack Nicholson, to do it because this is just, you know, he's still on a pretty high uh. high streak on there and. I'm not sure how I'd feel about that, actually. Oh, I don't, I think, I don't think he'd be a good fit. No, no, and I would agree with you, but he was just a hot commodity and stuff. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. But here's the thing. He thought he was too hot. Yeah. So oh, well. he asked That's for, cool. like, $16 million and 50% of merchandising. Wow. And that That's is something cool. yeah. you do not get from Disney. 
No. Interesting. Like you should just want to be in a Disney movie. Yeah, you should. I feel like it's a very bid, great thing. Your bid for immortality. Yeah. Like yeah. It, more more than than his Joker role. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he definitely uh, like I could see why they'd want Jack Nicholson for it because like that's the right kind of vibe for Hades. Mm-hmm. S- well, a little bit unhinged. Well, like. Jack Nick would be far, 90... far more sinister. Than, yeah. than James Woods. Where is Jack Nicholson in his career in 97? Uh, he actually was winning his Best Actor Award that year. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's he's on the Oscars this year, isn't he? Yeah, because he, he won the that, that year. Uh, most most of the technical ones went to Titanic, while the acting ones went to, went to, um, what's the, what's his? As good as it gets? Yeah, yeah, as good as it gets. Yeah. Him and Helen Hunt. Um, yeah, so yeah, that makes, that makes sense. But, then after they couldn't get Jack Nick because they were not willing to give him the Batman deal, uh, they went with John Lithgow. Hmm. And John Lithgow actually recorded all the lines, but he just. Oh. Yeah, but then he just it just didn't work. They just just his performance didn't work for it. And then yeah, they he's too in. like. He's too something for it. He's yeah. not. I feel like he could be good. He could, but. He was would not be James Woods. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, it's what, just, what James Woods it's brought to it. Perfect as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And then, then when they finally cast him, it's just so much of the marketing went down to him. <laughs> like, the trailers, the trailer ends with we dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we get carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's just really hilarious to think about how far like the best part of the movie did almost didn't happen. Yeah. 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 And apparently he would also like, he actually acted out a whole lot of the, like the mannerisms for, for Hades as well. Like they actually took like video of him, like performing it without a microphone. They just get his, like his body performance as it. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah. Uh, come out and that so but yeah like i say hades is by far the best part about this movie and it's just really cool to hear that he almost wasn't cast and it's just like thank goodness he was yeah yeah and then we now have james woods did definitive performance for him and like you don't think of very much else these days for james woods yeah yeah i don't know how i missed him in my list of the cast but whatever (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if Has he does he done anything any other else. Disney anyone knows about. Well, I'm pretty sure it's just Hades. All the Hades, all the Hades, yeah, in every show. Yeah. I know he plays the Falcon in Stuart Little Two, but that's not Disney. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's possible I didn't write him down because he didn't have any other Disney credits. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Maybe we'll throw that in at the end if if we figure that out, but we should we can he, probably. Hmm? He even voices Hades in the new short, the Once Upon a Studio short. Totally, but they got with with that short they got a lot of people. Like they got Tom Hulse back, and yeah, that was well, from, and then they pulled stuff out of like old recordings. Like they, from people yeah, who they died. got older yeah. old recordings from Robin Williams, and they got pretty much anybody they. They could. Yeah. Just, Man, I love that short. Oh, I love that short, too. It's amazing. 
I haven't seen it. Oh, Brandon, you should watch it. <laughs> it's really I nice. I don't think it, it's quite meant for Brandon as much as it's meant for us, Sarah. <laughs> well, of course, but it's still, it like, even if you're not a huge Disney fan, it's cool to see how they pull it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I'll short, it so it's not going to kill a bunch of your time. Yeah. Yeah, it's what right. twelve minutes long, I think. Probably less. I think it's, it's like bad, eight. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we're gonna do our close up for for this podcast. So we're gonna talk about our favorites and least favorite things about this movie. So starting off with favorite song, I'm gonna start you off, Brandon. Um, I chose the gospel truth. Ooh. Um, just because, like I said, like I don't really, I'm, I don't vibe with the non-Muse music mm-hmm. of this movie. It's all, all good. It's just not, not like my thing. And like when the movie started and it started, like it gave me that little shop of Horace feel. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, okay, let's do this. And it's also very so good for that, exposition. That's it. Yeah, oh, it's great for exposition. My only my only thing is I don't understand, like, why it's, like, the gospel truth if we're talking about, like, Greek mythology, I guess. But the song, actually, it, it slaps. It's good. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so like, good. It's yeah. good. So I, I, I chose the gospel truth. Oh, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. I'm going to ask you now, Sarah, what is your favorite song? Yes. Quick side note: I just checked, and James Woods is in Recess Schools Out. Oh, right. He's the villain credit. in that one. So, there we go. Now we know. He's also I randomly saw a producer on Oppenheimer. So. Oh wow! Cool. Okay. <laughs> well, I do remember that he actually does have a genius level intellect. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Uh, favorite song. First of all, I love all of the music in this movie. Uh, really, I just love this movie, like, so much. And I always know that I love it, and then I watch it, I'm like, wow, I really love it. It's so good. <laughs> um, my favorite song, though, and it's actually one of my all-time favorite Disney songs overall, is I Won't Say I'm In Love. I love that song so much. It's a very good love ballad. Yeah, if I yeah. had to, tomorrow, go to a musical theater show and sing a Disney song, that's what I'd pick. Good choice. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, all the music. Just, <laughs> it's so good. Well, I'm going to pick for my favorite song, the one I started this podcast with, which is, you know, Bless My Soul, Herc Was On A Roll, <laughs> which is Zero <laughs> To Hero. Yeah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> this is just, as Brandon would say, that one just slaps. Yeah. It is good. <laughs> It's very, very much um, a great, uh, <laughs> it's a very good song in regards to the muses. But uh, I also have to throw out a special shout out to the credit song, which is I Can Go The Distance, sung by Michael Bolton. Yeah. Oh, Michael Bolton. Yeah. yeah. I like Michael Bort- Bolton, but you hear about his new thing? No, I have not. <sighs> You're going to hate me for telling you, but he just revealed he, had a, he has a brain tumor. Oh, no. Yeah. That's sad. M- makes me so sad. Yeah. Well, we will all... He? He's I probably in his 70s at this point. 
Probably 70s. Yeah. Well, That's too bad. At least we still have, you know, when a man loves a woman, uh, I can go the distance, (laughs) and Jack Sparrow. Yep. Not to mention every other thing Michael Bolton's done. Yeah. But I'm just saying those three things for me because Jack Sparrow is hilarious. That that one, I think that one just, that song single-handedly revived his career. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever heard that one, Sarah? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Because it's hilarious. I think everyone did at one point. <laughs> my, yeah. I showed that one to my dad at one point, and he just laughed hysterically at that one. Yeah. It's just so good. It's funny. <laughs> All right. So, um, least favorite moments. Uh, Sarah. I like how you said that so sassy. He's <laughs> rubbing off on you. <laughs> um, least favorite moment. Okay, listen, this was really hard for me because, as I've said already, I love this movie so much. But if I have to pick something, it would be the secondhand embarrassment I feel when Hercules destroys that market. It's mm, fair. I don't, I don't enjoy that, but, like, also, I just, I just like this movie so much. So <laughs> it is hard to pick something. So I had to reach for that. My least favorite thing I have to say is is a lot of Hermes. I don't know. I just don't. I don't really care as much for his c- comedy. Like Hermes. Yeah, like he's just. I just. I I I'm like, not arguing about you making me him. I just it's not my favorite. No no no, no. that's not what I was gonna mm-hmm. say. I love Paul Schaefer, so it's oh, just okay. like it's just great. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's just not my favorite parts. It's just. When he's just like, I've been captured. And he's just like, okay. And just, <laughs> I don't know. There's just a lot of highlight on Hermes. I would have appreciated some of the other gods a bit more than hmm. Hermes. Hermes is not very a very exciting god. Fair. Uh, then Brandon, least favorite moment. Um, my least favorite moment is when the Titans come. And just walk right over the gods. Like, there's probably room for a good fight scene there, or at least a decent fight scene, and there really isn't. They just beat all the gods and chain them up immediately. And that just, I felt super disappointed in that moment. Even if it's Mm -hmm. not, like, the worst moment of the film, Mm -hmm. it was just like, this is very disappointing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, it's it's my least favorite part of the film. Either that, or... where Phil comes to tell Hercules that Meg's like a fraud and he's like trying to explain and Hercules is just like working out and being like, I'm in love that, that part's annoying too, but I think I hate Mm -hmm. the God part the most. (laughs) I can see your disappointment in that moment is just, these are the Greek gods of against the Titans. Yes. They, they, it's okay to have them be defeated, but not, you know, you could have done like, two two and a half minutes of a fight scene right like Mm -hmm. you don't need to be this huge brawl out thing but like it basically makes them all look super super weak which then like makes their triumph when they come back and they start to win just feel cheap Mm -hmm. like like yeah especially like zeus is like oh let's see how your father does it it's like 
you did it and failed like two minutes ago. Like there's no impact on this moment when I feel like there could have been. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to favorite moments. Uh, Sarah. Uh, I don't know. It's just everything. I just love this movie. <laughs> Probably like overall anything the muses do. Because mm-hmm. they're they're good. They're spectacular. And okay, no, I know what my favorite thing is. Favorite part of the whole movie, honey. You mean Huncules? Quote that all the time. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's hilarious. That that muse in particular is very funny. Yes, the 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 sassy large one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, she's definitely the one that has the most sass out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that wasn't the part I was laughing at, but yes. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my favorite moment has to be the whole um, Hades blow up at Pain and Panic when he goes, like, is his whole line of just, like, I have been prepping this for 18 years and it's going to go up in smoke and the only thing that's doing it is this and you are wearing his merchandise and then <laughs> and then panic like slurps a slurpee right there and just like thirsty <laughs> and then he just explodes yeah it's just so funny that's a good part <laughs> all right brandon what is your favorite part um my favorite part is the the hydra scene Ooh, good choice i think it's i think it's really good uh it's animated like decent it's a cool cool looking fight scene but mostly i think i like the moment where he realizes that like the three heads have grown back and then he like just keeps chopping heads and he's slicing heads off and more and more are coming and finally phil is just like can you stop with the head slicing thing? <laughs> like, Saying what we're all thinking. I think, I, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite part of the movie. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a very good moment. Yeah, and, and definitely goes with your sense of humor. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on to final thoughts and a letter grade. I'm going to start off with Sarah. Easy. A plus. Love this movie. Everything about it. What I think it's quickly moving into one of... It might end up moving into first place for me for Disney, honestly. I forgot <laughs> just how much I loved it. But we'll see. We got a lot more Disney to get through. So. Hmm. All right. That's a pretty good score. Uh, Brandon. Um, I liked it, personally. It was good. Uh, I liked it a lot more than, like, I guess the last few Renaissance films that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the music is good, if not just a little, like, weaker when it's not, like, the Muse chorus, but that's personal preference. Uh, the animation's good. The storyline is convenient but entertaining enough doesn't take away from the thing too much um i've been between b plus and a minus but i think i'm gonna settle on a minus that is saying something 
for a non-Pixar yeah. film for to get an A minus, you'd ha the only one to it's do it bad. so far has been Lion King, and Lion King's a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm gonna split the difference between you two, and I'm gonna give it a solid A. It's a really okay. good film for me. I I really do enjoy it. It's got great characters and stuff. I don't know what it's quite missing, but it's maybe the rewatchability factor for me as much as, but it's def it's one of those films that keeps on delivering like with little jokes here and there that you just don't mm -hmm. always pick up on. Like, like the whole IXII thing and, yeah. and Oedipus yeah. and, and you know, uh, uh, Narcissus and stuff like that. Just like throwing in these, these, little things here and then even just like like um the sat the sassy nature of of hades is just like you just throw in those little things where he's just like snapping lines a mile a minute you'll miss stuff the first time you watch mm -hmm. it so it's one of those yeah. ones that that you rewatch it more and you'll pick up more which is just which is really cool but it doesn't take away from the movie at the same time if that makes any sense yeah, yeah. All right. That is Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be moving on next time back over to Pixar for a little bit of a downgrade for Pixar, which is uh Cars. Cars. Yep. Cars 1, I have That's to say. That's the worst. I'm I'm not saying it is the worst. I'm not saying it is the worst. The worst is Cars 2, but Cars <laughs> 2. <laughs> but in regards to other Pixar films, Cars is definitely lesser than. Hmm. Fair. Oh, uh, Cars. Oh yeah. Um So yeah, that has been our podcast. Sarah, where can our loyal fans reach us? You can reach us on Instagram at makingadisneyfan.pod. Follow, like, share, everything. DM us, all those things. Um, and we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify where you can review and comment and rate and all those things as well. So please talk to us. We like it. We really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next time, I have been Zach, TTFN, ta-ta for now. I've been Brandon. Until next time, America. And I'm Sarah. Just keep swimming. All of our artwork is created by Becca Riley. You can go find her on Instagram at Becca Riley Art, spelled B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-L-L-Y Art. Our theme song was written and performed by Marcus Beveridge. You can listen to more of his music on Instagram at marcus.and.sarah.music, performing alongside me, your favorite Making a Disney fan lady. We hope you'll come back for our next episode soon. Stupid bald babies. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Making a Disney Fan. We hope to see you next time. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>